Hey there, workplace warriors. If you are looking to build profitable, lifelong relationships, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Do This, Sell More podcast, where you can make more money than you ever imagined and still get home in time for dinner. Don't miss out on expert tips and strategies from best-selling author Dave Lorenzo and his high-performing guests. The formula is easy. Listen and take action. In other words, do this, sell more. Now here's your host, the master of relationship sales strategy himself, Dave Lorenzo. What are the rules for consultative sales? I've got those for you right here on this episode of the Dave Lorenzo Daily. Hi, it's Dave Lorenzo, and today we're talking about consultative sales, and I'm going to share with you five rules for success in consultative sales. And there are five that I always teach my clients and that I taught the consultants who work for me in big ticket consulting. Rule number one in consultative sales is make sure that you have clearly defined the outcome. You need to know exactly what your client is hoping to get from their work with you. What are they gonna get out of this? Do they want to relieve some pain? Are they trying to achieve a goal? How quickly do they need that pain to be relieved? Or how quickly do they want to achieve their goal? You have to really focus in to make sure that you get to the heart of the matter because oftentimes clients will express to you what they think is the problem and what they're really sharing with you are symptoms to the problem. Take, for example, the medical analogy that I use all the time when I describe this in speaking engagements. You go to the doctor with a stomach ache, and the doctor says to you, well, it could be indigestion, it could be appendicitis, or it could be pancreatic cancer. One of those three is fatal. The other one is something that needs to be addressed, but there is moderate urgency. And the first one is not a problem at all. You can go home right now. The client comes to you with a stomach ache, and it's your job to diagnose whether it's indigestion, appendicitis, or pancreatic cancer. That's what you need to get to the heart of. What is the outcome the client's looking to achieve? What problem do they have they want you to solve? What goal do they want you to achieve? And are they bringing you symptoms or are they sharing the actual problem? That's rule number one. Rule number two, why is this outcome important to your contact? If you are working with the CEO of the company, why is achieving this outcome important to him or her? If you're working with a senior leader in the organization, what happens if you don't achieve the desired outcome? Does the person lose their job? Do they not make their bonus for that year? Is there some sort of dramatic consequence within the company? If they're trying to achieve a goal, what happens if they don't achieve it? Will their legacy be tarnished? Is this something that was important to them because it was passed down by the previous chairman? All of these things are critical because this outcome, achieving it, is personal to your contact. And when you help someone succeed personally, you develop a deep and long-lasting relationship. Consultative sales is about developing relationships with people. And you need to know why achieving the desired result is important to your contact on a personal level. Rule number three in consultative sales, why is there urgency behind this? Why now? 
why do you need to solve this problem now? Why is this the time to solve this problem? They could have solved this problem before. They could have addressed this problem before. They didn't. Why didn't they? Why is it suddenly urgent to solve it now? If the timing is just right now, why is the timing just right? What is the factor that's driving this process now? I would often get called into an executive's office and they would share a problem with me that had been a known problem throughout the industry with this company for years and years and years. And the reason the problem had to be addressed now was because the executive was under fire for a host of things and solving this long festering problem would take some of the heat off of him or her. I want you to get to the heart of the matter as to why now is the right time, and you can leverage that to make sure you get the deal closed from a sales perspective, but most importantly, you need to leverage it with your team to make sure the problem is solved now, and when it is, you can go back and ask for more work afterward because you helped your contact become a hero. The fourth rule for consultative sales is find out who else is involved. These issues, big time issues in consultative sales, do not involve just one person. Who else is affected by this problem? Who else is affected by the achieving of a goal? Who do you need to involve beside your contact? Your contact is probably the ultimate decision maker. If you've done your homework and you followed my sales process, you know who the decision maker is. But there's other people involved in the situation. Sometimes they're on the fringe edges of the situation, and sometimes they're right in the middle, and you just haven't been introduced to them yet. You need to discover who else is involved in this situation and make sure that they're a part of the solution and not part of the ongoing problem. Ask these questions up front to make sure you uncover who else is involved so that you know who's going to influence what's going on while you're helping to solve the problem, but more importantly, while you're looking to make the deal to solve the problem in the first place. Rule number five in consultative sales is getting a plan for moving forward. Starting things is oftentimes 90% of solving a problem. People just don't want to change. That's just human nature. When you're in the meeting to close the sales deal, you've got to get direction as to how you can proceed. What you must do in these situations is say to your contact, now that we've got a deal, here's how I'd like to move forward. And then give your contact at least three actionable steps to take immediately following that meeting. So immediately after you've agreed to close the deal, immediately after they hand you the check, say, here's what you need to do right now. I need you to set up a meeting with these people. We need to do this and we need to do this to get this started quickly. Take immediate action and follow up right after the deal is consummated so that you know you're down the path immediately towards solving the problem. These five rules are critically important when it comes to consultative sales. If you follow them, you'll not only close deals, but you'll get the all-important after work, the work that comes after the first time you work with a client. And that's what we're looking for. Relationships last for a lifetime 
if you focus on the client's outcomes. Relationship sales takes longer. Why should I focus on relationships? I hear that all the time, and I'm gonna answer that question once and for all today. I believe, and you should too, that that is the best way to grow a business because relationships are strong and they last a long time. Today I'm gonna give you the five main reasons, five main reasons why this is the right time for you to focus on relationship sales. Let's talk about the five reasons why this is the exact right time, the perfect time, for you to focus on relationship-based sales. First and foremost, relationships are recession resistant. That's a lot of alliteration, I know, but relationships are resistant to economic impulses. Let's say we get into an economic downturn, and let's say the downturn is focused on a number of sectors in the economy. It's likely to happen, in fact, it's almost a certainty that it will happen. People and businesses cut back on their spending. However, most people and most businesses realize that relationships are critical for their long-term success. And although spending may shrink in a recession, people are reluctant to sever relationships completely. And the reason is because they know they're going to need to be in a relationship with you when the recession ends. Also, you're delivering value, so you're gonna help them. You're gonna be someone who can help them get through a recession or an economic downturn. Relationships are recession resistant, and that's the number one reason why you should focus on building relationships for the long term in your sales process. The second reason why relationship-based sales makes sense right now is because you need more referrals. I need more referrals. You can always use more referrals. When you have relationships, those relationships lead to people telling other people about the good work you're doing. It's a natural thing. Relationships lead to more referrals, and that's reason number two why you should focus on relationship sales right now. Reason number three why I think you should focus on relationships right now in your sales process is because relationships have price elasticity. If you introduce a new product or a new service to someone who knows you, likes you, and trusts you, they're not gonna quibble with you over price. Price elasticity is present in all relationship sales opportunities because your relationship is based on the value you deliver, and as long as that value and the price are balanced, you'll be able to charge a price that you believe is fair and this will help you grow your revenue. Relationships aren't price sensitive. There's price elasticity in relationship sales. That's reason number three why you should focus on relationship sales right now. Reason number four why you should focus on relationship sales right now is because it's super easy to target people with relationship-based sales. Let me give you an example. Take your top three clients. If you have deep relationships with them, you can go to them and ask them what industry trade associations they belong to. And then you can ask them who the top four or five people are in each of those industry trade associations. Then, if you want to, you can ask for introductions to those five people among your three clients. That gives you 15 targets. If you wanna do some research, you can go deep into those folks and find out what their issues are, what their problems are, and this will allow you to speak their language. 
Your top 15 prospects all know someone who believes in you, who trusts you. So it's easier to target prospects and prospecting is not making a bunch of cold calls when you have relationships established. Prospecting is getting introductions, speaking to people in their language, talking about problems they already have. Reason number four to focus on relationship sales right now is that it is easier to target prospects when you have relationships in their industry. Reason number five for targeting relationships or participating in a relationship-based sales program right now is that your messaging is phenomenally easier. As we mentioned in reason number four, you know who your targets are. You know what their problems are. It's easier to craft messages for them. But the messages that your current clients are responding to are the same messages that your prospects will respond to. So you speak their language already. You don't have to do a ton of new discovery work to figure out how to get into those client organizations because the problems are the same. The messaging will work in the same way. Your messaging is so important in your sales process. Figuring out the right message takes trial and error. With relationship-based sales, there is no trial and error because you already know what resonates with these folks. Those are the five powerful reasons why you should focus on relationship sales right now. I'm Dave Lorenzo. We're here every day with a great new sales strategy for you. I hope to see you back here again tomorrow. Until then, I hope you do this and sell more.